Welcome to the Grow, Create, Sip podcast, where we chat about growing and creating your own herbal medicine from common herbs, as well as how to craft tasty herbal infusions. This podcast is available on all podcast players, along with the video version on YouTube. Every week, we will take some of your questions as our topic of the week and get you the answers that you are looking for. Feel free to leave questions below this video, or if you are listening, send them to us at howdy at farmhousetees.com. Hello, I'm Paul. And I'm Sian. This week on the Grow, Create, Sit podcast, we are going to talk about my top five herbs to grow for tea in your garden. All right, that's yep. going to be good. Yep, right up our alley. Yep, just right. Uh, right in the wheelhouse there. But first, we're going to talk about what's going on in the farm this last two weeks because we missed a week of podcasting. That's right. Yeah, so a little bit of an been, update here. Yeah, been a wild two weeks. <laughs> yeah, very busy. So what have you been up to? Uh, mostly the last two weeks I've been up to like canning beans and green beans. Yeah, green beans, canning green beans and picking cucumbers so you can pickle them. Yeah, I need to get to that. <laughs> yeah, they're building up once again in the fridge. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's the big thing there and then uh, for for outdoor stuff and then inside I've been packing simply soap kits for homesteading family. Yeah, if you haven't checked out their membership area, they're doing a challenge, which will have probably started by the time this podcast comes out. But it's open anytime. It doesn't have to be stuck on that date on how to make a cold press soap and all of that that entails. So yeah, we're yeah. busy packing kits for that that include the tools and the oils and butters that go with that. What all goes in that kit? So the soap kit that you get with Carolyn's class contains a soap mold, mm -hmm. some castor oil, some mm -hmm. shea butter, some cocoa butter. Mm -hmm. It's got a little pour pitcher. Some, mm -hmm. some For the lye because you want to make sure that gets in the right container. Right. Uh, we supply some gloves, mm -hmm. some goggles, mm -hmm. so a couple of uh, safety, uh, safety things, things. Yeah. and then um, there's a couple of thermometers, a spatula, some some powders for dye. Yeah, some natural dyes. Uh -huh. Yep. And then you have the option also of purchasing an uh, essential oil bundle, we're calling it. Yep, we have our, mm, I don't know if I should announce this, our own branded essential oil line. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, um, that we put together just for this. Just soap. for this, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so it's for soaping, it's not for... Um, anything that's not cosmetic right yep. yep so that's pretty much sums that up you can check that out so we're putting all that together it's all pre-measured um everything that's needed for that without having to go hunt it down and find it and all the pieces so we're doing that which is what's keeping you busy right yeah yeah we're doing the footwork there yeah i think it's uh, a little detail you mentioned there is important that so things like the shea butter and the castor oil and the and the powders for coloring and yeah. and the essential oils, we've tried our best to make sure all those measurements are are what you need yeah, in the match, course. They match the recipes from homesteading families. So yeah. this kit does not come with recipes. No, the kit no. doesn't have the recipes, but it's designed to fit the recipes that Carolyn's going right. to show you how to make. So it, it's something that where both pieces are needed, and we have yeah. one piece 
And homesteading family has the other piece. Yeah. Yep, that's been keeping you busy. Yep, and there's yep. a couple of things that we should mention too about that that we don't put in there, such as the, the olive oil, olive oil. oil and the lye. We're not shipping yeah. lye, so yep. yeah, we're keeping that away from food products like tea. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so. so all those details, we'll put a link below to the kit and to the class. Yeah. To the uh, membership challenge. Right. Um, and you can check it all out there. So that's what's been keeping me up at all hours. Busy and you packed yep. the last ones on the list, right? That's right. So they're all going out for that to start next week. Right. And so you will get to focus on something else. Yeah, I'll have other things to focus on. So what's yeah. been keeping you busy? You, cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And green beans. Yeah. So they're kind of trading off on who picks those things to our bean tunnel because I can do that without um, having my chronic fatigue kick in too much. The uh, bush beans were not something I could help you with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bending over and picking beans yeah, is difficult. Exhausting me. So yeah. It's been really nice to have that bean tunnel. Yeah. The cucumbers are trellis and they're okay, but I think next year they'll go in the grow boxes because they're still really low to the ground. Hmm, okay. And I think that that'll save some more bending over. So I haven't really picked as many of those as you have, but I'm fermenting them into pickles. Um, it's a raw ferment, so I'm not canning them in vinegar. Um, we're just doing a salt brine and a ferment on the countertop. So you pretty much refuse to can cucumbers, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Yep, do. Not going there. So I like my food as alive as possible. So the goal of canning is to kill absolutely everything so that you don't end up with any gunk in your jar of food. The goal of fermenting is to keep it alive and to use the uh, good bacteria and um, life on the food from the garden and preserve that and get probiotics and then you don't have to take it in a capsule. Mm -hmm. It's a lot cheaper that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm fermenting pickles. We are canning green beans because those will end up cooked anyway. Mm -hmm. And so that doesn't really change any scenario there. We eat the ones raw. We eat while we have them. Um, but long term, yeah, um, we could we could ferment those. Uh, we maybe that's what we'll do with the ones that are kind of straggling behind. If but it would be. Many, but we'll probably just eat those. It would be pretty weird to have like chicken, mashed potatoes, and gravy, and fermented green beans. Yeah, that, that would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll save the canned ones for that. Yeah. And then I'm dehydrating lots of tomatoes. Oh, yeah. And there's a bazillion more to put in there if the heat stays for any period of time. Yeah. You can see we're both wearing jackets and sweaters. It's getting kind of cold out here. Yep. The cool weather is coming. Yeah. So. But it looks like the forecast has another at least week of good right. solid weather. Right. So. So I'm dehydrating all those tomatoes because, you know, again, I like to can them. And they take less space this way. Yeah, and they, they do. And they take a lot less time than if you're going to de-seed them and de-skin them and cook them to death and cook the liquid out and then can them for, I don't even know how long to not can them. So the tomatoes will still be made into sauce with a blender and some water later when I'm ready, but they'll store in a smaller space this way. I save my jars, I mm -hmm. save my time. Um, so those 
three things. Oh, I'm trying to figure out what to do with all the zucchini. (laughs) (laughs) We have like 10 zucchini plants, and it's probably a good thing our soil that they're in is bad. They're not in the grow boxes because otherwise I'd really have a problem. Reminder next year, if we put zucchini anywhere other than in that bad soil, just plant two. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we still have dried zucchini and frozen zucchini from last year. We have dried. Yeah, I managed to use the frozen oh, or did I you? gave it to the chickens. I might have yeah. given up on it. Yeah, that's usually what happens with the last few <laughs> zucchinis or the yeah, the chickens get them. Get so so yeah. that's all I've been able to get to looking at the garden that's surrounding us. I've obviously not been out here as often as I need to be. So um, there's lots of herbs to harvest and tomatoes that need attention. And these marigolds behind us are so tall that they're falling over on the backside and crushing tomatoes so they need to be managed yeah other than that i've been getting those soap kits out the door with um handwritten notes so that's what i've been up to okay yeah yeah so before we get started on those uh herbs that you had in mind to talk about maybe we should cover a couple of housekeeping things yeah we have coming up um, this will either, when you see this or hear this podcast, will be tomorrow or the next day. So Thursday, September 22nd at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, um, 5 Mountain Time, 6 p.m. Central Time, and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I've got this down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're doing, I'm doing a live webinar. I guess you won't be there. You'll probably be out distracting farm children and things so that I can share about fire cider. So I found, you know, I cleaned the pantry, like yes. major overhaul of the pantry that took over two hours. Yes, by, I, the, by the way, your pantry is clean, but my garage is a wreck. Yeah, some of it is temporarily sitting in my garage. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, I found in the pantry some fire cider, both from our dry mix and from a fresh batch that I made that I never um, filtered, not filtered, strained. Is that what's sitting on the counter in that jar? It's sitting on the counter. It looks kind of wonky. It's still good though because it's preserved in raw apple cider vinegar. Oh. Um, but I need. I really need to strain it. So I'm going to do that live on the webinar. Oh, nice. While I start some fresh stuff. Uh huh. Um, so that everyone can see the full entire process and and I'm going to talk about some fall medicinal herbs um, fire ciders one of those things that's handy to have in the fall when cold and flu season rolls around but I want to talk about some other things too okay some herbs that would pair well with the yeah, fire cider huh? because you want to have those before you get sick so like with the tincture you want to have those take like six to eight weeks to make uh-huh and so you want to have that ready before you need it, especially if it's a tincture you're making for like the first signs of a cold. Uh-huh. Um, you need to have that ready right away because if you miss that window, it you know, it doesn't work. And right. And you enter into having to take care of already having it. So you're going to give some tips on these various things in yeah. the webinar then, yeah. huh? And I have bright ideas. I might make more than fire cider, but I also I also <laughs> know know me better, and yeah. that will probably take all of the live ability. So I'll talk about the other things. I probably won't be able to show them all. Okay. Um. So the webinar link will be in the show notes, and you're gonna want to get on that list. 
so that you get the secret link to the live webinar and bring your right. bring your herb questions. Okay. Yep. So yep. we did have one other thing we just want to remind everyone that we're also teaching a live kombucha workshop, but that is not going to be until June of twenty twenty three. Yep. But tickets are on sale right now. Yeah. Yep. So if you want to see CM live. Because he really wants to see me talk on stage for the first time. I think I'm going to keep him out of the room so he doesn't provoke anything. <laughs> I'm sure. I, well, it sounds like I'll be manning the booth. Yeah, so you yeah, might be in luck. Y'all, hopefully that aren't there. The kombucha thing will be giving him grief <laughs> um, and buying, buying stuff at our booth and whatever else we might have there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Should be um, interesting. Yeah. A lot of planning to do yet, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, and there'll be other, it's a homestead conference, so it's modern homesteading. Mm-hmm. Um, modern homesteading conference left out part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll put the link down below. You can buy your tickets. I don't know how many are available. Um, they've been on sale for a while, so I don't know how quick those will sell out. But Joel Salatin will be there, Daniel Salatin, um, Doc Jones from the... I'm trying to remember the name of his farm. Herbalist. He's an herbalist from southern Idaho. It'll come to me in a minute. Anyway, mm-hmm. he'll be there. Um, Azure Standard. Oh. The owner of Azure Standard will be there. I think I have a couple other people coming to speak. Uh, Melissa K. Norris, homesteading family. Um, the list has doubled since last time we really? mentioned it. And I can't remember all the names. I should have looked them up. Um, so, yeah, big big to do there mm-hmm. yeah. so and where is that again yeah this is in north idaho Coeur d'Alene. yep so okay. the fairgrounds there. next june next june 2023 mm-hmm. yeah. so i think that probably covers our couple little things we want to mention just the webinar that's coming up as well as that conference so let's dive into our topic for the week Okay, so it's five herbs, huh, that yeah. you want to cover that have to do with what? Um, being able to grow the herbs in your garden from tea specifically, but they also happen to be medicinal. Okay. Yeah. So some, yeah, some medicinal so. tea herbs that uh, you can grow in your own garden. Yep, and this question comes from Rachel. Rachel wanted to know, what are my top five herbs for growing in the garden for tea? Okay. Yep. All right, so what's number one on your list today? Uh, calendula. Okay. All right. So why is calendula on your list? So calendula is the flower. It's a flower that got me started in growing my own herbs for medicine and what has now become farmhouse teas. Mm -hmm. So what's calendula good for? Calendula is excellent for the skin inside and out. Okay. So um, if you've got eczema or you've got a rash or you've got a cut or um, maybe even a bruise, um for externally mm-hmm. sunburn calendula is good for sunburn so all of those don't really have to do with the tea although you could dab it on if you made a strong tea out of calendula you can dab it on those things that would help like mm. a sunburn it'd probably be really good if it was cold cold really heavily brewed calendula tea mm-hmm. so but internally because tea we're usually drinking right yep and it goes inside so I mentioned it's good for internal skin, which is what lines your digestive system. Oh. Yeah. So 80% of your immune systems and your digestive system is full of lymphatic tissue. And calendula is really good at cleaning the lymphatic system. Mm-hmm. 
ask me how I know. <laughs> Don't ask me. That's probably another podcast. There you go. Um, yeah, we should just cover these real briefly. Otherwise, we may be here a while. I could probably yeah. talk an hour about calendula. So why are we covering calendula in the fall? Um, well, if you already have it planted it, and you're in like a temperate climate mm-hmm. like us, um, I'm trying to remember, we're zone 8A or 8B. We're kind of on a line here. Um, it, it'll bloom through like November. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it'll start early, like February, March. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's probably not one you want to plant right now, because it it's pretty quick to seed. Yeah. Um, and it'll probably be too cold. Um, uh, right now, if we planted it, I don't know. It might come up here. It'd probably come up in the greenhouse in our hoop house. Yeah. So what's uh. What's your favorite thing to do? What's your favorite recipe with that? To make with it. Yeah. I like to throw it in a lymphatic tea. It's probably how I use it the most these days. But what we kind of stick to is our calendula salve. It's mm-hmm. not a tea. But, you know, we're all about herbal infusions, which, you know, is just a tea with an oil instead of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we sell that. You make lots of that calendula yep. salve. I have done that a few times. Uh, yeah. Preparing the the oil just by yeah. basically steeping it for an extended period right, of time. So it's just like tea, but it's yeah. oil. So. Mix mix your calendula flowers in with yeah. the oil and 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 put it on low heat for a number of hours. Yeah. And yeah, it's also a feature ingredient in one of our first tea blends. Right. Uh, Rose Garden Repose, which is a nighttime tea. Yep. It's supposed to be really soothing, I guess, right? Yep, yep. So it's just kind of a, it's a soothing, calming herb, and it's because it's going to calm down any inflammation in the digestive system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So these are great to grow in your garden because the yeah, here, here in North America, they grow pretty easily wherever you yeah, are, right? Yeah. Someone will probably let me know where it doesn't grow. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, in general, they're super easy to grow. I mean, that was the first thing I grew, and they are just all over the place. And I have, I really... You won't believe it with this garden, but I really do have a black. <laughs> it, it's getting greener. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. So what else? What's next? Um, you mentioned fall. So let's mm-hmm. talk about the couple that I have on here for fall. Okay. Um, roses was one, right? Yeah. Roses. We're getting ready to finally plant those roses. We did that. Oh my goodness. Unboxing for we've been keeping them alive in the greenhouse. They are alive, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of them that have made it into the grow boxes out here in the garden right. and they're, they're actually, uh, they're making really progress. In yeah. In fact, I see that one over there, like shot up a new sprout yeah. way away from where it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so those two are doing good. We're trying to get those specific ones to climb a trellis. Yeah. But one is working, one is not. Anyway, we have those other ones. Yeah. Um, and we bought those specifically to do an experiment in growing our own rose hips. Right. Yep. And so we're going to get those planted. But so the reason that roses is on my list is for the rose hips uh-huh. and their high vitamin C content. But those rose hips are also really flavorful. And we use a lot of rose hips in tea. We do. We use a ton of them. Yep. They have a very, like a tart berry flavor. Okay. And so other than the flavor, the really yummy flavor, it can be a bit tart. So mm-hmm. you want to keep that in mind when you're blending. But um, all that vitamin C yeah. is really, really good for fall. And that happens to be when the rose hips um, get harvested. After the first frost is when they sweeten up, and that's when you harvest them. Okay. So fall is the time to plant them. Also the spring, kind of before 
you know, after cold and before heat. Okay. Um, which is why we, we need to get those plants in the ground. Um, but the petals of the roses can be used in tea too, so long as they're not sprayed. The bushes aren't sprayed. So the petals, they have some minor um, medicinal effects, mostly on mood and like heart health. Hmm. But they're mostly there because they're pretty. And the, you know, rose petal tea is a thing, like in Bulgaria. It's yeah, thing, I remember so. that, yeah. Yeah, but they add a lot of color. And I, you know, I like my tea to look pretty too and not just be flavorful. So, I mean, you, you eat with your eyes first, right? Hmm. Don't you? Don't you see that big plate of lasagna and go, mmm, that looks good. Okay. It yeah. looks good. And then you smell it. You use all your senses when you eat. Okay. Yeah, it's important. So, that's two of them. The other one that would be good for fall is rosemary. Rosemary. Now, why is rosemary something you'd be concerned about in the fall? So, rosemary, if you're starting from seed, takes like two to three weeks to germinate. Hmm. So, like, you stick the seed in the ground and nothing happens for three weeks. For a long time. So, you and, you know, you're probably going to want to start that inside. Because most places, rosemary is a Mediterranean plant. Mm-hmm. So likes heat. Likes warm climates. Yeah. So you're going to want to start those inside anyway or in a greenhouse. And I'm way more patient with stuff growing in the fall in the greenhouse than I am in the spring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could do it in the spring, but you probably also have a slightly warmer temperatures in the fall than the spring. I would agree with that. Waiting, it's already cold and now it's warm, trying to warm up in the spring and the fall it's just cooling off it's yeah not already cold and it seems like the ground is already cold in the spring and it has it struggles to get up to temperature and in the fall right. the ground's warm right. and doesn't seem like it cools down right. as fast but you wouldn't want to plant direct sow those into the ground because it's going to get cold and it doesn't like cold so rosemary it can survive outside so does it take a long time to grow even after it germinates it's kind of a slow plant yeah okay until it gets i don't know uh four to eight inches big and then it, when it warms up it'll just like take off but it's still pretty slow growing it's not like a tomato it's not like these marigolds behind us <laughs> okay so, um but rosemary you might not think of that as a plant for tea well not really i was thinking about pizza or something i've made pizza tea <laughs> that's <laughs> now true. everyone's gonna ask can yeah. we buy your pizza tea i, I remember that sale. yeah i made it as a gay gift <laughs> <laughs> it was great I don't know. I had to do that again. I think I stole the recipe. Anyway, um, you can make it a tea. It would be more of a medicinal tea. Um, we use rosemary in a um, herbal steam mix. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So um, technically that's a tea because you use hot boiling water and use herbs and then you sniff it. You don't drink it. Okay. <laughs> um, you, you smell the steam. Sorry. Um, but yeah, you could put it in a tea. So like a really good way to use rosemary would be to steep it in chicken broth and drink it. What? <laughs> I thought we were talking about tea here. <laughs> okay, so rosemary might take a little bit of effort to make a tea with. But, but it, it has lots of medicinal properties. So it's uh, worth considering. Yeah, yeah. You definitely want to look at rosemary. It's really good for like sinus type stuff. I don't want to make any medicinal claims here on the podcast. Sure. Um, rest, upper respiratory support. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and it's also good for inflammation and it's really good for helping circulation so like lymphatic um maybe congestion getting things going oh it's i see mover. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so rosemary is a good one and we have a full blog post on how to grow and harvest and use rosemary i'll put that rosemary blog post link down below we'll have some more tips in there on how to use that okay good so those are the two that i would probably consider planting in the fall right now roses and rosemary roses and rosemary hmm. the others are going to grow faster and so they don't need to be planted right now mm -hmm. but you could certainly use some if you bought them already to practice and then plant them um, in the spring so we got a couple of left yeah couple we have a couple herbs of left, so left we yeah. did calendula and we did roses and rosemary so what about uh, chamomile? Wasn't that on the list? Yeah, chamomile is on there. Mm -hmm. So chamomile is a very popular herbal tea. Chamomile is a really, 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 really good for the digestive system. Hmm. Unfortunately, I am allergic to chamomile. <laughs> what? Um, it makes my throat itchy unless huh. I grow it myself. Uh, that doesn't make I, sense to I me. I have to have it mostly fresh. Like, I have to dehydrate and use it right away. Hmm. Well, so chamomile is a very tender plant. And when you dehydrate it, it likes to just crumble and just kind of fall apart. And so it's really hard to keep it in a high-quality state. I've noticed when I'm blending tea with chamomile in it, it produces yeah. a lot of, like, fine particles. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I have, in order for me to use it, it's got to be really fresh. I'm going to try a tincture, though, and see if... I'm wondering if it's the dust, the, its tendency to turn into kind of a dust um, that's giving me problems because I can do it fresh. So I'm wondering if I use a tincture, if that would be better for me personally. But most people don't have problems with chamomile. I'm just strange. Mm -hmm. yep. So you, you have it on the fall list here. Is it on the fall list because of its medicinal qualities or because you need to plant it in the fall? or? Uh, no. We only had the two things on the fall list. This is just my top five. I see. Yeah, so we had the roses and the rosemary on the fall list, but all five of these are just my top five. For growing in your garden. Okay, so why is chamomile on your list? So chamomile is there because it's really, really good for the digestive system. It's also really calming. So we get a lot of questions from customers about what teas do we have that will help with insomnia. Hmm. Um, trouble sleeping. Um, so chamomile is really good for that insomnia, um, sleep. And, you know, we used it with our youngest daughter. I used it <laughs> when she was teething. She was like three oh, months yeah. old. And yeah. I made some really diluted chamomile tea and gave it to her in a dropper. And she like went right to sleep. So it's, it's, it's a considered a food and it's very safe even for children um yet it's very strong in some ways mm -hmm. so um, so it grows well in the garden i take it yeah it grows well it'll self-seed so you know be careful where you plant it make sure you're going to want it to come back there we say that our new soil and our garden boxes are growing chamomile over here and i didn't plant it. i noticed that over here on yeah, our left so there's some white flowers it's not like the worst thing ever but yeah. they are they're kind of bushy, and so um, they aren't like an upright flower, you know, a pretty 
garden flower. They're kind of a shrub. Mm -hmm. So little cover plant. Yeah, so that's why chamomile is on there. And then I had to pick a mint, one mint, because the question was top five, Rachel. I think she knows that <laughs> I wouldn't be able to just pick five. <laughs> um, so mint, a mint had to go on here somewhere. And so I picked lemon balm. And I had reasons for that. So peppermint tastes really good and all. I would drink, you know, prefer peppermint tea. But it's also a stimulant. And so I went with lemon balm because of its, it has a lot more medicinal properties in some ways than a peppermint. Lemon balm works on the nervous system. So after COVID, you know, just everyone's got a lot of nervous tension and went through a lot of stress and maybe some job changes, um, a lot of changes. Mm -hmm. So um, lemon balm is a good one for stress and anxiety. And it will also go with that chamomile at night to sleep it might really be a powerful combination um i know my sister uses lemon balm and says it works really good for yeah, calming down at night right so if you're fighting anything like adrenal fatigue um chronic fatigue something where you're tired and that might make it sound like you're so tired you just sleep but you actually need energy to be able to fall asleep and sometimes so, you have chronic fatigue and adrenal fatigue because you're so wired all the time right right so maybe too many stimulants of some variety, a coffee or a caffeinated coffee or a caffeinated tea even, or um, energy drinks, too many Red Bulls. Mm -hmm. um, now lemon balm's not going to fix that all together. you got to cut that stuff out too, <laughs> yeah. but it, it'll help. Might help um, calm bring, you down and, yeah, and get you off one. of that stuff. Yeah. So we're getting kind of dark outside for those of you on the um, YouTube version of this podcast. So we should probably start wrapping it up here. Lemon yeah. balm was number five. Okay. I have ten. Ten what? <laughs> I, have, I have ten uh, medicinal herbs I recommend planting in your garden. She only asked for five. So the okay. other five are in a blog post down below in the show notes. Because, um, I mean, you got to draw the line somewhere. So we're drawing at five. I thought 10 was my line, but, you know, we would be here for hours. Yeah, so. yeah. So the blog post with the other five will be down in the show notes. Or you can head on over to growcreatesip.com and click on the podcast link. And this is episode number four. Number four. Woohoo! So, yep. Um, also, you will want to check out our ebook. If you're planning and planting an herbal garden, we have an ebook for you. And that comes with kind of a little workbook so that you can work out what the best herbs are for your herb garden because a lot of things are gonna come into play, like how much space you have if you're growing in the ground or in a grow box, um, if you rent or if you are buying a house, um, also your growing zones. You know, it's going to be a big difference. So we're pretty temperate here. So you got all this in your ebook, huh? Yeah, it's all in the ebook. So I'll put that link down below. Make sure and check that out. It comes with plans and um, all sorts of good stuff. Nice. So, yep. So coming up on our YouTube channel, we're going to do a video on planting the roses, which we mentioned when we talked about roses. And we also will have a video coming up that is a review 
of um, Homestead Ironworks tools. So there's some handmade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those handmade tools are waiting for me to do a review on. So that stuff is coming up. And next week we have a sale. A sale? It's pumpkin spice season. Oh, yes. Ooh. I've seen all that stuff flowing in through the mail. Yeah, we have one last thing that i got to get done, but it'll be done by the time this comes out, is um, the farm girl and I are making pumpkin spice soap in the shape of a pumpkin. Uh-huh. <laughs> little Rose Goat Soap Co. is making yeah, a, an appearance Rose again, Goat huh? Co's back at it. So nice. We have a bunch of that to make. It was super popular last year. I have a few more boxes than I had last year, but they went so fast. I'm kind of worried maybe I didn't get enough of those. Well, we're still working on the apple bundle too, yeah, right? Yeah, we have the apple bundle. So mm -hmm. pumpkin spice sale is this week when this comes out. Nice. Yeah. So that'll do it for us this week on the Grow, Create, Sit podcast. If you didn't take any notes, that's okay. We took them for you and they are down below in the show notes. Or you can check them out over at growcreatesip.com and click on podcast and find episode number four okay yep so we'll catch you next time thanks for joining us all right we'll catch you later bye